Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And I hope every week as you tune in that, number one, you feel my passion about the movement I am creating to get rid of that word sales of being icky, sleazy, and manipulative to really one of love, care, and respect, and to help you hopefully change your mindset and make it a little bit easier on your journey of sales and growing your client base. I have a free gift for you. Go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for your free communication style assessment. You will get two reports, one showing your very cool natural superpowers, and of course, the other one showing your blind spots. You know, the blind spots are probably more important than our superpowers. So again, that's my gift to you. We are starting a movement. We're changing that word of sales um, to really coming from love, care, and respect. Now, my motivational quote today is by Winston Churchill, and he says, success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. Now, with COVID, you know, when COVID hit, my business, it literally came to a screeching halt. And, and listen, I'm not alone. I know there were so many other businesses that were, were affected as well. Now, I pivoted hard and began networking and meeting business owners from around the world. And the results were nothing really short of extraordinary. It was such a great experience. Now, using Zoom and live streaming platforms seemed to be where I needed to be hanging out. So I did. And um, like many other middle-aged business owners, yes, I'm probably past middle age. The technology caused me to pause and be, and really I had to stop and learn how to leverage these new platforms so that I could continue to grow my business and serve really on a bigger platform in a bigger way. And it really was an exhilarating ride. But the live stream is a wonderful way to build your, build your like, no trust factor with your audience as well. Well, today, my guest, of course, I have an expert and we're going to discuss live stream um, and help you not make mistakes when you use live streaming, which um, you may be making mistakes with your audience. And we want to build that trust and, and like factor in a shorter amount of time. So my guest is Charlene Tessier. Um, Charlene is a Canadian living, living in Germany. See, I told you this whole international platform unwound for me. And she's running a, a successful locate, location independent business. Now, this has been Charlene's dream since her early 20s. Um, little did she know it would be one of the most difficult, but also the most rewarding journeys um, that she's ever gone through. Now, in less than 18 months, Charlene turned around her failing online business into thriving success. Uh, What made this change possible? Uh, 75 and counting live streams and six plus live virtual events with 10 plus years of business experience. So Charlene helps online entrepreneurs use live streaming and virtual events to attract hundreds of ideal clients to their list. Find out how this traveling, dancing, dancing fool uses video for growing your business. I would never call you a fool to Charlene. So thanks for being on. Um, And I love that end of your bio, right? The dancing fool. So you're a dancing girl. I like it. (laughs) Not so much anymore. We, my husband and I, we met doing social dance, but because of, of course, COVID, it was one of the very first things to go. And it's actually quite sad. I, I really miss that you know, it's social. I mean, it's, it's, it's called social dancing. And um, I don't know when it's going to come back. <laughs> well, here's my advice with that. Put some music on. And while you're cooking, dance in the kitchen. You guys can slow dance or whatever big room, move furniture, and dance at home. Hey, you know, we have to um, become very creative in how we 
remain, you know, connected to people, right. For mm-hmm. sure. And have fun along the way. I definitely, yes. um, yeah. So now, um, you have a book out, right? No, I don't have a book yet. I'm not a, not a writer yet. <laughs> You're so funny. So let's, let's talk about live streaming and, how, you know, your business was failing. So number one, I guess the first question I would like to know, Charlene, is so how the heck did you even know or choose live streaming, right? And then how did you leverage it to turn the failing business really into this thriving platform for yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, I like you before COVID, I didn't really know much about being online. I didn't do a lot of live streaming. I actually was uh, location dependent, which meant that it was physically, um, you know, based in the city I was in, which was in Vancouver, Canada. And I was heavy into the physical, you know, meet in person meetups, which everybody loved doing. And um, when I moved my business offline to when I went to Germany, I had to come online. I didn't really know how to replicate that. Um, and I really struggled for those two years trying to figure out a way to replicate this kind of meetup networking kind of experience that I was doing a lot of physically online. And actually when COVID hit, which like you said, for everybody moved online and all of a sudden for me, it actually, like you said, was a blessing in disguise because all of a sudden these communities, which weren't online, were online. And that kind of got the ball rolling for me into being able to connect with many more people, connect with my tribe. And um, then I started into some virtual summits. But virtual summits, I don't know if you know, if you've ever put one on, is an enormous amount of work, and it takes a lot of time. And it's not really something you can do month. You can't really grind one out every month or even every week, it's just not really possible. So I wanted something more lightweight and that I would be able to connect with my audience. And I started looking around and I found that live streaming would be the next best thing. And then I started doing tons of live streaming because it was a way for me to connect with my audience in a very simple, simple way. And um, the result was that it really just to transform my business because people would uh, be able to be with me each week you know, build that low like and trust factor. Like you said, people still want to connect with the face, with the people. They want to connect with you. And live streaming is a way to have a connection as well. So here's the question. So live streaming, um, you use you use StreamYard? Is that who you use? I've been using StreamYard I, because I uh, stream into LinkedIn Live. And uh, LinkedIn Live requires you to use a third-party software. And that's one of the approved softwares. That's why I mainly yeah. use StreamYard. Yeah, which just makes sense. And it's pretty easy to navigate because I've oh, been yeah. on some of your live events and it's it's super simple for the guests, right? Or the speakers, as well as for you um, from an uploading and all of that. But here's my question. Mm-hmm. Are you finding now that everybody is online and it's this mad rush that we're constantly on Zoom or, or doing what we're doing, right? This you're in Germany, I'm here in New Jersey. Um, yet look, we, we can create this wonderful content, this wonderful conversation for people to use. Um, is is live streaming still a good alternative? Is it even more beneficial than it was a year ago, let's say? I think so. I mean, video is still really in everybody's favor. If you use video and Facebook, Instagram, people really love video. It's especially good if your audience happens to be on LinkedIn, like my audience, because it is a approval process. Not everybody gets into LinkedIn Live, which means I have a very captive market and a very large reach on LinkedIn 
because I've been approved into LinkedIn Live. So for me, especially, I find live streaming, the impact that I get on LinkedIn is much greater than I get on, of course, any other platform that's completely open. How did you get uh, approved on LinkedIn? Is that a hard, difficult process for people listening? It is an involved process. You do have to do several steps um, and you... You can't just be, you know, even me, who was actually prior to getting onto LinkedIn Live, I was super active on LinkedIn. I was posting all the time and I just applied and I thought it would have been accepted. And I was actually rejected the first time. I was super angry, but they give you a list of things that you have to kind of improve. And I just did that. And then I reapplied, um, which is six to eight weeks later. You actually have, again, a waiting period after you get rejected. So they really vet. And I guess they really want to see that people are putting out live streams that are delivering value true value, authentic value, and um, not selling, right? Because some live streams like you see on like Facebook, stuff like that, all they do, they go live stream to just sell their stuff. They're not really giving value. And LinkedIn, I think they're trying to curate it that they see people are giving true value and not selling. And I believe that's actually one of the rules. They have this enormous list of rules you have to have to get in to say, yes, I promise not to do this, 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 this. I was like a bit shocked. And one of them, it says no selling. And if you, I think, sell too much, they can, they will rip away your privileges. You know, and, and here's the thing. And, and I don't know if this is happening to you, but my people are on LinkedIn too, right? I deal with professionals, both corporate and, and business owners. And they're definitely my, my business owners and of course, my corporate executives that I that I work with, they're all on LinkedIn. But here's the thing. I'm getting really tired now. And I love that LinkedIn. And I think it's smart because there's so much noise out there, Charlene. You see it all the time. My inbox is filled with emails of, hey, this masterclass. And, hey, and listen, I do workshops too, like four a year. I try not to burden my email list and my, my community. But you want to get that information. And anybody that that can help, I certainly want to share valuable content, right? And then I have my offer at the end of my workshop. But on LinkedIn, I really, really, I send my podcasts for people that um, maybe don't have the podcast app or whatever, because there's some old time like me, although I do have the podcast app, but I, I, I try to always uh, promote information that's content rich versus sales. And it's, and I don't know if this is happening to you. So here's my question. People are sending me emails and I think it's a lot of AI automation happening, but they're like, Hey, I looked at your profile and oh, we have several people. Yeah. Come. And then I accept it. And then it's like, Hey, so I'm an HR director and you know, this is what I do. And I help small business owners and here's my calendar link delete. Are you me being an expert in sales? What? To me, that's the most horrifying thing anybody should ever do. And right again, changing the sales game. That's the ick factor. It's like, oh my gosh, now it's not even just spam on the, on the phone calls and in my inbox. Now it's even on like LinkedIn that I think I'm connecting with someone reliable because we do have, you know, uh, con- uh, contacts in, in connection. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? So you're seeing that a lot as well. You oh, kind of went, yeah, yeah, it's one of the sort of LinkedIn strategies that a lot of people sell, which is called this direct message strategy. Direct message sales strategy is to get into a conversation with them as quickly as possible, or to just—it's a numbers game, trying to you know sell. But who's going to buy from someone they don't know? I mean, you know that <laughs> no one is going to buy from somebody they it's just literally met. I don't know anything about you. We haven't even had a conversation about anything. 
to send me a sales pitch is just such a huge waste of time, like you said. See, Shirley, this is why sales is that ick factor, right? It's manipulation. Oh, here it goes again. So what ends up happening, we start deleting or ignoring when you do get a good connection or there is a good live stream like you create. Um, people bypass it because of all of this noise. So I, it's so funny, and I'll just share this with you. I'm very good at speaking, right? I've always been good at presenting. Like you, my business for 20 years was live. Everything was live. I get up on stage. I love that. I love that energy. I love connecting. I love asking questions, you know, getting the, the engagement from, from the audience. And that, that all stopped, right? So now we have to turn um, to this, this virtual platform. But it was easy for me because I'm not afraid to speak. Well, writing, not the same thing. So all of a sudden, they're like, well, you have to create good posts so that people can build that like, no trust factor. So I'm taking a night class. You know, my kids left me. I just turned 60, Charlene. And I'm taking a night class on writing because I, not only do I want to write and be part of the noise, to me, that's unacceptable. That's not who I am. If you want to work with me, I really want you to understand, right, what you're getting, just like you do with the live streams, right? You're, you're not part of the noise. Your message is a little bit elevated and much more thought provoking. So how do you write that? And that's why I'm taking this class so I can post thoughtful content that reflect and get people thinking instead of the same. If you're a mind, you know, if you have uh, abundance issues, then you need me because I'm a mindset coach and I can help you change your mindset so you can make a million dollars. It's a load of crap. Okay. So everybody's saying that. So what makes you so different that maybe I, maybe I do need a mindset coach. That might be my solution, but why should I hire you? And if you're the same noise as everybody else, mm -hmm. that's certainly not the caliber of person that I want to hire, nor do I want to work with. And I know yeah. you feel the same way. Yeah. So, and just, it's yeah. excellent that you're taking copywriting. I, actually, strangely, I was the same. The reason I went to video live stream is because I didn't like writing copy as well. I thought I was a terrible copywriter and I thought this was a way to bypass all of that. But as I've been getting more and more into live streaming, I'm really realizing that I actually still have to be good at copywriting and because I still have to map it out and and organize my thoughts yeah. in a way that's going to be conveyed the message in a very clear way, whether it's written or not. And so I've actually been spending a lot of time and resources as well in the past year learning copywriting and people think like, oh, if I live stream, I can just you know, uh, talk, you know, talk without structure for 10 minutes. Well, that's also very ineffective yeah. because people do just, as you know, they don't have very low attention span. So if you don't spend time to work on the hook, which is the same as if you did a written post to grab them in that first sentence, then the chance of them stopping to watch the rest of your 10 minute live stream is almost zilch. And therefore you've lost that opportunity. And so really thinking about the way copy is done it is very now much more interesting. <laughs> I find. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. But see, again, I think that's what differentiates you and I from a lot of the noise that's out there. Like I write my show notes like I, I, I reflect, like I said, with, you know, live streaming. How, you know, what was the challenge for me as a business owner going from live to this? And what are the challenges that continue to happen? Because there is so much content being created online because everybody's comfortable online where two years ago that wasn't the case. So there is a lot. I find there's a lot more noise out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the other interesting thing you said is that even when you organize your live stream, 
you you put thought into it that you're not blah 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 blah. You know, it's you're not spewing crap. You're really trying to curate good content so that after people listen, they could go, "Holy smokes! Like that was really good information." And I'm just going to give you an example of that. And everybody listening, you know, my first question to Charlene was, "How hard was it for you to get approved through LinkedIn?" And you know, Charlene said, "Here's here's the truth, man. Right? This is what you need to do. Don't be disheartened by it." The value on the back end, because LinkedIn is being selective, is truly valuable, right? So even though there's a little bit of effort, the value on the back end Mm. is really critical. But you you really answered that for me um, so beautifully because I I, this is the other thing, and and tell me if you're seeing this. And I know you are very selective. She's chosen me, guys. So this is how I know this. You've, <laughs> I'm totally teasing, Charlie, but you've been selective in who you choose to bring in, like when you do the panel, the live yeah. panel discussions and all of those things. And you have some really thoughtful people and we have this really thoughtful, dynamic conversations and different perspective of me from sales, somebody from marketing, somebody from branding, somebody uh, we had Larissa on the one time, a uh, shout out to uh, L- Larissa, um, her name, last name escapes me, but Banting, Larissa Banting. Banting, Yeah. Yeah, She's a media uh, guru, right? So we really had this, this one question and then our different perspectives, valuable content for people who maybe they're good at marketing and they're not good at sales. Maybe they're good at sales and not at marketing, or they have no idea of branding. So I really think that you curate a good panel of people so that you have the depth on that topic, which I love, right? So I, are you finding that um, people are being more drawn to you because of your discernment with the stuff you're putting out there? I think so. I mean, I didn't really do that like strategically. I just did that because for me, that was what I just thought was the way to do it. I, I, I just want to really curate and not have these massive uh, summits where anybody can essentially buy their way in, which many um, summits now you can essentially buy your way in as a presenter, which yes. I did not really want. I wanted it to be a very authentic experience with curated people. And I think it is starting to really show up that, you know, my panel to be in my panel is quite sought after. I mean, a lot of people are always contacting me asking if they can be in the panel. I said, well, I'll let you know, like I've got the list going. <laughs> so I, I, and like you said, I want to curate. So as a mix and not just, you know, eight people who are all, I don't know, who are all sales or whatever, just, you know, just having a very diverse mix is a much more interesting um, discussion, like you said, and conversation. And it just brings many perspectives for um, the attendance, uh, the attendees. What's the biggest benefit you've seen using um let's say from let's let's say from business growth let's talk about the financial piece of it right what what seems to because it's a trial and error right when you first started this like you said you were like yeah. oh what do i do so trial and error but what have you really found if somebody's thinking oh i'm liking the sounds of this i like the idea of quality content i am a planner so i like that that idea of organizing content so that it's value added right i want to build a thoughtful community all these things we're talking about people are like check check, check. Where would you recommend people start so that they avoid some of the mistakes that you and I have made? Um, I would say if you can start putting out something consistently in a single platform. So I happen to 
just be in LinkedIn because this is where my audience really lives. If yours just happens to be Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter, but pick one and really double down hard there and be there, be present there, engage, you know, build your network there, really build connections there. I find we are, you know, with social and being online, we are very tempted, especially as entrepreneurs to be, try to be everywhere and and then therefore ineffective pretty much in every platform Agreed. because what doesn't you know what is in youtube is not going to really translate in facebook it's just people are different and so i think for me what has worked really well is that i've kind of said my lane is linkedin and you know i'm i'm very clearly state that if you want a facebook strategy i'm not for you i'm sorry i don't know about uh, a facebook live strategy just because i live stream so um, I think that is the best way to start is to fi- find out where your audience really lives, what social platform that may be, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, and really be there and put in the time, like you said, in the work, because there is some work involved in that. It's not just going to happen overnight. Yeah, and you just said something real important. The other thing is, and I know you get these emails as well, um, and one email I thought my head was going to explode um, and I had a meeting with my coach and he was laughing at me because I was I was literally angry by it. And 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 I have to write a post on this. But again, it's like writing the post. So I'm going to verbally tell everybody what's going to be in the post. But um, I received an email. And I don't remember who it was from that, you know, whatever I signed up, I'm on their list. You get the emails. But it basically said that you don't have to sell or be good at selling to make more sales, to grow your business. And I had literally had to read that a couple of times. I'm saying, wait a minute, what? I don't even understand it. And I'm an expert in sales, right? So I thought, <laughs> what? You don't have to get better at your selling skills to make more sales and grow your business. And basically the long and short of it was, I think they were copywriter or something like that. So in their world, they felt, well, if you're good at copywriting, you're going to make sales. And that aggravates me because when I, when I meet new people, they're like, oh, sales and marketing. And I go, stop right there. I am not a marketing person. I might be able to say to you, your website's off or I don't, your messaging isn't landing for me with what you just told me. That's not what I'm seeing in your messaging. And then they'll say, well, how do I fix it? I don't know. I'm not a marketing expert. I might be able to identify where you're glitching, but I don't know how to tell you to fix it because it's not my expertise. Now I can observe you in a sales conversation and, and when I say rip it apart, I do it with love. Of course, I'm never rude or, or harsh, but I can tell you, you see, you said this, I would just tweak it to that or hear the customer said, blah, blah, blah. You didn't even hear them. This is really what they were asking for, yet you offered this. So that's my zone of genius. So, but, but by saying that, you don't need good email copy or you don't need a, a website or, or someplace for people to go and investigate you. That is the most ridiculous thing to say, you don't need any of that. You just need me to help you sell better. That's ignorant. And so like you, it's so funny, Charlene, that's why I love you. And I think you and I just stay connected um, more and more, you know, we're kind of in each other's orbit, which I'm loving, but they, that, that idea of um, being prepared, staying in my lane, like you said, my people are in LinkedIn, please don't hire me and ask me to help you with Facebook. I can't. The concept might be the same, right, Charlene? But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that platform, so I don't give me money because I'm ripping you off. Where everybody thinks, oh, if you do this marketing or if you do this live stream, that's the be-all, end-all. Yeah. It's a piece of a puzzle that we're good at and we can teach you to duplicate it, right? Mm-hmm. But And the other thing you said, and I hope everybody heard this, 
there's work involved. It's not like, oh, live stream. You get it's so easy to get approved. You start doing the lot and the money's pouring in. That's just not how it works, man. Right. There's got to be an element of thought, curation, find your people, let them like, know and trust you, have them keep coming back. And inevitably, the money really does flow in. But there's got to be a level of consistency and thought in whatever we're creating. It doesn't matter, right, whether it's sales or what you're doing on live streaming. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sales is is a relationship. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, what you're doing there is building relationships, which will eventually possibly lead to a sale if you are a match in terms of what they are looking, what they problem they are trying to solve and you have possible solution. But it's not, I go live and people think that <laughs> I all of a sudden have many customers. I do have many people direct messaging me from LinkedIn, but yep. it's because they've said to me, oh, I've been watching your live streams for a while now. So that means I've been building a relationship with them. That's right. Whether I really know it or not, I am. That's why they contact me <laughs> because you contact people that you know, like and trust and have a relationship. And that's True. how sales, as you say, really kind of goes and it doesn't happen with one live stream it, it, it can't it just can't who like you said you get that email in your inbox and asks you to book a call who who does almost probably nobody I would say I, I, I a yeah. question for you if you don't mind Connie sure is one of the things I teach and I'm, I wonder if it's good or bad or not but what I actually teach on my uh for like when you post content is that I actually teach that you don't sell sell on the the live stream or even on the post I say you can um give a gift uh you know you can ask people to join into your keep free community or um what else do I do? I schedule think actually, the only two. Actually, this this two. They're both free. Um, or How about schedule a fifteen minute coffee thing with you? Do you do that? Um, I don't really do that, to be honest. Um, that's one of the things I I could say. Hey, you could just DM me, of course, but yeah. I don't actually say that, and uh, I don't, and I get a lot of DMs, to be honest. So I kind of found that if. If you say, oh, direct message me or, I don't know, contact me, it's a bit like, I don't know, I'm on the, for me personally, I feel when I see that I'm on the offensive right away, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a sales call. But because I never ask that, people seem more open to then direct message me and start a conversation even in LinkedIn, maybe I'll just talk through them through the chat, like the little chat thing first. And we'll, oh, what what is it? I don't even even when they direct message me, I don't say, well, let's have a call for singers. So how can I help you? What is it? What is it that you're struggling with and, and whatnot? And we have a bit of a conversation. Then it's like, you know what? Let's take this to a call. So I'm kind of wondering, what do you think about that? that actually, I'm think- not really asking directly like, yeah, I, I think that here's here's the thing. Here's my answer to that. The way you're doing it, I don't think is a bad thing because, again, it's not the ick factor. You're really looking to say, hey, are you the right person for me? Am I the right person for you? What are you looking for? Let me see if I could give you a couple of tips. And then if if that's the tip of the iceberg for them, they're going to DM you and say, this is what I'm looking for. Yes, I need you. Right. So you're still here's the thing. And, and people don't get it. Sales is not just the live conversation. It's exactly what you're doing. It's that back and forth on Facebook or DM or LinkedIn where you're having a conversation. Says, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Do you have a resource for that? And then you send it to them. The new rule of thumb, Charlene, and I know you know this, is 
People need to hear from us, and I'm going to define what that means, hear from us about 13 to 15 times, and it could be even more. It could be up to 18 now. Well, that includes a post that you put on LinkedIn, maybe not a live stream, just a post. It could be a quote that from a live stream that you say you could put, this inspired me. I love my guest said this quote, and I do that a lot, right? And I said, you know, my guest said this. It really it made me pause to think about it. I hope it does the same for you. That's a touch, Right. So by by providing good content, by being consistent with that content, by responding immediately when people send you a message and you don't wait three weeks, all of those things build like no trust factor. The other thing, because your video, they already get writing helps you so far. And that's why marketing and copywriting, I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not really building the relationship. It's that authentic engagement where they can see you live. Um, because when you're on your, your, um, your live stream, Charlene, it's hard to put on an air or I'm going to be professional, right? It's really hard to do that day in, day out on a video. So that's why I find the video is truly impactful. And the other thing is you got to keep the videos short unless it's a, a live stream. And the live streams were only what, about a half hour? No, uh, it depends. Oh, with guests, I do them longer because it's um, we- about half an hour. But if it's just me talking, I don't talk half an hour. That's really long. I do it about 10 minutes. Yeah. And um, because people, like I said, they only have so much attention span. When there's a guest, it's like inter- there's an engagement between you and me right here. So that yep. makes it obviously more interesting but just me talking for 30 minutes oh god no i hope people don't do that <laughs> yeah see again another tip keep it short that's but that's the the work right the preparation we don't just get on i never get on and do a video and wing it charlene i would net ne- in a million years i always have notes like i had notes for my intro um your bio i had to read that i try to do it conversationally but i have to have notes who you know who do i think i am that i could remember all that that'd be craziness so the preparation, I think, is real important as well. Um, so I think what you're doing from a uh, the sales perspective, I think it's beautiful. You have call to actions. You get them on your list. You can nurture them through your list. Through your list, you can share your live streams. So again, they see you. And it's, it's fascinating. We're out of time, but I do want to make this last point about the video. When I started doing video on the podcast, so I have the YouTube channel and I, of mm-hmm. course, have Apple. People are coming to my workshops and at the end, it's a workshop. And at the end, I have an offer. I say that at the beginning of the of the workshop, I'm going to have an offer at the end. Some of you are going to love it. And some of you are going to say, you know what, Con, I'm not ready for it. I'm going to continue to follow you. Either way, I'm cool with it. I love that you're part of my community. And I love that you jumped on for this 90 minutes to get to know me and ask questions. I love that. See, it's the conversation, whether they buy from me today or not, I'm building that relationship and I'm building that trust. The video, again, because it's hard to put on the airs over and over again, when people come through my workshop and they'll immediately buy, um, as soon as I open the cart, they're they're buying. And I giggle and I go, wow, that was like, that was fast. Why did you, why'd you sign up so fast? And they said, oh, I've been following you for six months on your podcast. You're goofy, you're funny, you're heartfelt, your guests are always wonderful, you share great content. I can't even imagine working with you, you know, one-on-one or in a group setting, like blow my mind. 
That's a beautiful compliment when they say that to me. But it's exactly what you said. They've been following you for six months and then they'll direct message you. They've been following me for three months or listening to my show. And then they buy from me when they jump on my workshop. And the other thing, and I know you hear this and, and listen, everybody that is doing any type of live stream videos, anything we're talking about, even writing, be thoughtful in it because people are deciding Do they resonate with me? Does their energy resonate with me? Are they talking to me? And that's another thing. And I bet you hear this, Charlene. My my clients say to me, Con, every time I listen to a show, it's like, crap, she's talking in my head again. It's like she's talking to me. They're my ideal client because they feel like she gets me and she doesn't even know me. What would it be like working with her? And I know you hear the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's building relationships and live stream. Again, find your lane, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, podcasting, whatever it is, find your lane and then just really, really, really get good at it. Don't create crap. Nobody wants your crap, right? We have enough crap out there. Be a thought leader, be thought provoking, rise above the noise. That's always my recommendations to my clients personally. How about you? Yes, I, I agree with you completely that, uh, you will just rise above without, without effort, really. I agree. Yeah. People will find you. The right people will find you. Yeah. We don't want all the business because that's energy reducing and it sucks the life out of you. We want the people who are excited to work with us that, again, we just, they know we can help them. And that's what it's all about. I don't want someone to work with me if I'm not able to help them. You don't want to work with people if you can't help them. Like Facebook, I'm not your gal. Right? Exactly. Stay in our lane, Charlene. I love it. All right. So a couple of things, guys, I really recommend this is such a beautiful platform and it's easy to break into again, taking the LinkedIn and all of that aside. But you know what? We all have cameras on our computers now. It's not even like you need a lot of equipment and get crazy. So it's not cost prohibitive to jump in and start to create your platform and your community. It's really a nice place to start. So again, Charlene is a wonderful teacher. Um, She's just got great content. So start following her. I'm going to give you two ways to do that. And she does have a free gift. Please visit her website. It's strengthinnumbers.com plural dot business. And if you want to email Charlene directly, it's Charlene at strength in numbers dot business. I will put those links in the show notes so you can find her easy peasy and you have a free gift. Can you tell everybody what that yeah. is? And I actually also give you my LinkedIn and YouTube channel. It's another way for you to just Beautiful. be able to get my content. It's not so much on my website, but I will definitely give you those links as well. Perfect. Um, and my free gift is uh, if you are thinking about live streaming and you're not sure where to get started, I have a very easy checklist to help you work through all the things that you do need to get started. And I also I believe I had three uh, the three biggest mistakes that most entrepreneurs make when they're live streaming. So even if you are currently live streaming, you might be making one of these three big mistakes. And that's also my free gift. So you get that as well. That's yeah. So you've been doing this a long time. She and listen to me again. I am very selective on the platforms I speak because I'm really busy. And Charlene, whenever I get an email from her, I, first thing I say is, let me check my schedule. But I know she's in demand. And so I respond quickly. If I have, again, if my schedule allows, I try to get on. It's just always good quality, great conversation. And I always walk away learning something, Charlene. So I, I really do. I'm, I'm, I treasure our friendship and our connection. And I just, I hope everybody listening 
checks you out so they can make their own decision. Right. But I love that free checklist because I think that um, it just helps us fast forward again, in addition to all the tips you gave us today, but I think we can check Mark. And then again, if they have questions, they can email you and say, not sure what this means. How can I do that? And um, you know, pick your brain a little bit. We're, that's what we're here for too. We want to build, you know, the trust and the, the uh, connection, right. It's all about building yeah. relationships. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friends. Uh, always good seeing you. And you guys, I, I am always pleased that you join uh, weekly to listen to the show. And when I read the reviews that you find our conversations genuine and heart centered and all of the things that my guests and I, I think, come from this place of love, care and respect. So I do honor that you uh, join us every week. And I'm I, I I'm privileged. I feel privileged to have you uh, part of my community. Shirley, thank you again. Um, everything will be posted again all the links so that you can find Charlene. And of course you can find me will be in the show notes. Um, so thank you, Charlene, for spending time with us. My pleasure always. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover that sales, growing relationships, building client relationships, growing our business, Charlene's tips today, hopefully all help you navigate that road so that it just becomes a little bit easier and that we can all make money and build our relationships and find the right people and do it all from love, care, respect and ease. So again, thank you for joining me. I'm honored to have you part of my community. You've been listening to Changing the sales game podcast with me your host connie whitman on webtalkradio.net i do wish everybody an inspired week please take one of the tips explore some of the ideas that charlene shared is it right for you if so check her out pick her brain ask her some questions see you next week everybody thanks so much be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and while you're at it please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.